Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. It's Stephanie Hoff here with WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tim Size, the executive director of the Rural Wisconsin Health Cooperative. That provides services to about 44 rural health care organizations. Tim, thank you for taking the time to be here today. Thanks for asking me. You helped found the Rural Wisconsin Health Cooperative more than 40 years ago. How has the cooperative services changed over time to meet the needs of your members? We actually originally were founded just to do shared services, which is most of what we do today, which is like in any rural community, a small business, the leadership does a little bit of everything. And that's kind of what we do. So we provide education. We help them with insurance companies, with uh, government issues, with education issues, uh, a lot of leadership training. And probably the biggest thing we do is provide a platform for people doing similar work in rural hospitals to connect with each other. So we host about 40, uh, 40 50 roundtables um, every, every two to three months. So we are a cooperative, which means the hospitals, uh, I, I work for them, they don't work for me, they're, um, they are our customers, but they're also our owners and board of directors. And Tim, in our current pandemic, hospital and healthcare capacity is the headline topic now. As a rural health advocate, what are your thoughts on the rural community's ability to reopen and the hospital's capabilities? I think our hospitals, urban and rural, have learned a, an awful lot in the last two months. Um, it's been, it's felt like five years, quite frankly, that went very, very quickly. Um, so we went into this with very little experience, but our people, uh, rural hospitals and urban hospitals, have, have really had a fast course in how to behave in a pandemic, how to best take care of their people. I think we're now at a point where hospitals across the state feel they have the competence and capacity to safely uh, begin to reopen and and serve for uh, an awful lot of deferred elective cases. In terms of the regionalization issue, um, I've had the opportunity to think deeply about that. Um, And I think it's, it's an issue where good people disagree. I don't think though it is necessarily a partisan issue. And I looked in New York, the state of New York, who's taken uh, under a democratic governor, taking a regional approach. I think rural hospitals across the country, with few exceptions, have not faced the surge that we've seen at some urban hospitals. I'm a supporter. I know I'm a supporter of a regional approach. And we know that hospitals are losing money from canceling procedures to prepare for a potential surge and having to cut costs to make up for it. How are rural hospitals doing right now? I did say in Wisconsin, with, with a couple notable exceptions, this whole experience has not been about managing a, a surge in the local hospital. It's been about having the hospital prepared for a surge. And obviously most of our state has had for the last two months, the greater part of our hospital is basically sitting empty. And that's urban and rural. And it was the right thing to do. But now 
I, there's a strong consensus, certainly, in, in, I think, in the medical community and the hospital community that we are able to and, and need to safely reopen. Something that may have been elective two months ago isn't elective now. Um, and that can range from immunizations to um, breast cancer screening to uh, other, other types of screening to interventions that on a disease that's progressing that you could postpone two months ago, but every week you continue to postpone is a problem. But I think the, it's, it's, it's an interesting conundrum in, in some ways because the hospital reopening is really reacting to a different set of circumstances and a different set of guidance than the business community. But from my point of view, the rural hospital is only as strong as the rural community. And our, our rural economies were pretty bad shape going into this pandemic. Uh, so I'm very sensitive to the issue that the business community is making. And, and everybody I know in the hospital world is equally so. We understand we're only as strong as our community. And that to the degree any community can safely reopen uh, with an in an thoughtful way and a phased way that that's something we need to be doing and how are wisconsin's rural hospitals positioned to come out of the pandemic well they've gotten substantial federal assistance but i don't know anybody who thinks it's enough but we recognize you know we're grateful for what we've gotten and hopefully we'll get more the issue is i this is going to be a very bleak year financially for most if not all of our hospitals i was interviewed a couple of weeks ago and asked about closures. And I simply don't know. It's, it's possible. I, I, we've been very strong in uh, pushing back against the, the national movement of closing rural hospitals. And I hope we get through this pandemic without seeing any closures, but it's certainly something I worry about. You've been listening to WIS Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.